Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, I'm really excited, fired up about today's episode. Uh, this gentleman had a great high school career at Sheldon High School before transferring to Fresno City College. He went from there to Long Beach State, which he just finished up his uh, collegiate career. Uh, so we're going to catch up with him and, and see what's been going on uh, since the last time we had him on the pod uh, with his senior year. But I'm also excited because this is a, a straight talk session episode. So we're going to get into some heavy, heavy topics such as the transfer portal, the JUCO route, AAU, circuit ball, and just much more. So got a lot to get into. Want to go ahead and get this started. Drew Cobb, you out there, brother. What's going on, man? I'm glad to be back. Oh, man, I appreciate you. Actually, you know what? That being said, before we get started, um, I do want to point something out. I actually let Drew, Drew know this like last night uh, that his first time on the ep- on the podcast is still currently the fourth most downloaded ep- most fourth most downloaded ep- downloaded episode. Can you talk uh, on the on my pod out of seventy five plus episodes, man? So you know, obviously, you have a huge following, a dope support a support team, dope support group, man. So congrats on that, man. If you and if you haven't listened to it yet. After you listen to this episode, of course, go to episode 45. That's uh, Drew's Drew's first time on the pod where you get to really get into his backstory, uh, which is a phenomenal story. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of many, m- many things that can be, you know, a lot of gems dropped on that. But honestly, a lot of something that I think his story is a great testimony that everybody needs to listen to because um, there's a lot, a lot of content and a lot of great value from it. So but appreciate you coming back on, bro. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, I got it. Well, you know what? Let's get let's get right into it. Uh, like I said, before we get into our straight talk sessions, um, I, I want to get into your senior year and, uh, you know, this last run for you. Talk to me, man. How was the last run? How was the senior year? Uh, the senior year was actually amazing, bro. I'm not going to lie. Um, just thinking that the team was and everything we were able to accomplish, man, like um, I'm definitely going to remember that season for the rest of my life, there's a lot of things that happened that I didn't imagine would happen <laughs> within my college career. Like just the way we flipped around and it, we started off so not so bad, but just we were struggling trying to figure out how we wanted to gel and play together because we had so many new guys, man. And um, people were figuring out their roles and figuring out how we wanted to play as a team, bro. And it was tough in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. But uh, we always stayed the course and stayed working hard, man. And we ended up flipping it around during conference. Um, ended up winning 10 games in a row. Had one of the longest win streaks in the country at one point. Um, man, we uh, went all the way to the chip, bro. Lost by the conference chip. We lost by, what, one one point with a point with a four or seven seconds on the clock, like within something like that. And then ended up winning the conference um, conference championship outright during the conference play. So we had a good year, man. We went to the uh, to the NIT, um, lost in the first round of NIT, unfortunately. But just to be there and say I experienced a post-game play, I mean, post-tournament play, it was just cool, man. It was, it was a great year. I'm blessed and thankful that I got to experience it. No, absolutely, especially after, you know, uh, the previous year with – you know, COVID having such a, a, a negative effect on that season. Um, let's actually talk about that just real quick. So when it comes to this senior season, um, how did, how did you know, COVID impact it? I know it seemed like there was some normalcy as, as, as the season went on, 
but uh, did you guys have any games canceled, rescheduled? Uh, we had, I believe, one. Oh, we had three. I believe we had three games canceled because of COVID alone, just as a team. And then I, I went through some things individually that had me miss a, a, a lot of games. I'm not going to lie. I had a – oh, I unfortunately caught COVID. So that put me out for, I believe, two games, two, three games. And then our team missed three games alone. And then I got injured. I got poked in my right eye. That put me out for three games because I was pretty serious. So it was just – it was tough. So you, you definitely had – your share of adversity this year, even though obviously it went smoother than, you know, uh, the, the previous year, but missed some games. COVID still had its impact. But I, I, w- I was very happy to see, like I said, near, especially come postseason time, it seemed like it was back to normal basketball. Do you agree with that? I mean, I'm, I'm outside looking in, but you, you, know, you as the player, it, it seemed like it was back to normal college basketball, like, you know, like your first couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely back to regular basketball. Um, I will say that. It felt amazing that, you know, we could have fans, just fans alone. We were like, all right, cool. This is better than anything we, we had before. So just the fans alone, the process, we didn't have to wonder if we were playing or not. In the beginning, it was tough. But, like, after we got we got it all figured out, it was just a little wave. And then after that, we were, we were pretty good, set to go. So it felt normal. It felt good, bro. We were excited to play. No, that, that's good to hear. And that obviously was very it, – it's, it's always a different ball game when – you actually have the stands in the crowd, you know, just back what you, you, you know, you're accustomed to. Uh, let's get into this win. Let's get into this winning streak that y'all had at the end of the season. I know it just seemed like, I mean, just it just it, it actually seemed longer than I think you said it was ten. I think it seemed like it was longer than that. It just seemed like you hadn't lost in in, in a long time. Like you just hadn't lost. Talk to me about what was really clicking for you guys, and you know, and and the part that you were able to play um, in that winning streak. And. Um... We were just – we went through adversity early in the season, man. So it wasn't nothing that we haven't seen before in our eyes. Like, dude, we've been down this amount, came back. Uh, it's just we've seen a lot. So at that point, it was like, man, let's go out here and win. And, and we all we all felt like nobody – we all were, were always extremely confident. So it was like, these dudes are not better than us, bro. So just go out there and simply win the game. Like, that's all we had on our minds was win the game. Like, no matter how we had to do it, who was in front of us, who was hot on our team, whoever had the ball, just win the game, bro, and then talk about it later. You having a bad game, win the game, live to see another day, keep the streak alive, we're going to be good. But we didn't realize we were even on the streak for real until, like, four games in, man. Like, or three, four games, we're like, oh, we kind of got, we kind of rolling right now, you know? So um, once we hit, like, like game six or seven, we, like, yeah, like, let's keep it rolling. At that point, the motivation was don't lose a streak and just keep winning games. However, you got to win the game, win the game. So <clears throat> that was cool, though. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the season. I'm not going to lie. That was fun. No, that's good, man. That's good. Actually, that, that was actually going to be uh, my next question is, you know, what were some of the highlights, you know, for your senior season? Um, you know, w- was that it? I mean, that's for sure up there for me. Um, that was one. Uh, just playing with the guys I was playing with. That was another one. Um, I would say uh, winning the the conference, uh, Big West Conference Championship outright in the regular conference um, season. That was cool. Cutting nets down. Um, that that was tight. 
and obviously the tournament play is always cool. I haven't been – it was crazy. I, I looked up and I was like, dang, I haven't been in the tournament in two years, bro. It was crazy because COVID knocked us out of – well, no, we went to the tournament during COVID, but I, I had injured my knee pretty bad, a season-ending injury with my knee. So I wasn't able to play for that. Then uh, what happened after? the? Oh, COVID was the year before that. So I missed two years straight. And I have realized I hadn't played in the tournament since my first year alone. I'm like, hey. So it was cool just being able to be back out there in that environment. Um, that was cool. Uh, NIT, <laughs> like, experiencing that tournament was cool. Playing in, uh, at BYU, one of the most exciting college atmospheres in college basketball, period. Um, that arena was packed out. So it was tight, man. It was a lot. And I'm really blessed to be able to say, like to go out that way. A lot of people don't get the chance to go out of their college careers in an no. extremely positive manner like that, you know? No, it's, it, no, it's very true. Um, Cause unfortunately you don't really, I mean, you have your part that you have on how your career ends, but you know, obviously it's based on how the team does and not everybody has that, you know, I guess, you know, it's not exactly what you guys wanted, but it's still a happy ending, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's a very sure. successful, very successful ending. And, you know, life's about creating great memories. That's what, when it's all said and done, it's about creating memories. And, and, and that's something that right now you just lived it within a couple of months ago, but you, even a year from now, two years from now, definitely five, 10 years from now, you're going to look back at it. Like, wow, I, I literally played in NIT played in obviously you know you know one of the biggest tournaments great tournaments i was part of you know uh arguably one of the best streaks in long beach uh, state uh you know school history you're a part of history and you're creating creating those great moments man which is awesome um two more things i want to get into before we get to these straight straight talk session topics which i'm really excited about is uh if you had to summarize your basketball college basketball experience ranging from uh, Fresno City, Long Beach State, or I don't even know if you want to include where you were originally supposed to go to, which I'll, if you want to talk about before going to, uh, you know, Fresno City. I know you obviously talked about it on the first time you were on the pod, but if, if you had to summarize your college basketball experience, uh, like in maybe – I don't know, uh, 30, actually, no, 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 don't time limit. How, how, how would you, like, how would you summarize your college basketball experience? Um, just stay in the course, man. That was kind of my thing the whole time. Stay the course and keep moving forward. No matter what's in front of you. I just had, a, I, I just feel like I had a lot of adversity with my college career, just different situations, different expectations, adapting to new people around me. That's not that's not even injuries. You know, I dealt with some serious injuries, man. So it was it was the main thing. The main word I would take out from my college career was battling through adversity. So that's it was good. Cool. That's good. And like I said, I mean, trust me, we got some hot stuff we're going to talk about on this episode. But I really do encourage you if you haven't listened to it, go back to episode 45 uh, with Drew. And, and like I said, uh, you'll see why it's actually one of the most downloaded episodes of it was Straight Talk with Straight Hand Podcast, because he really lays some straight talk with some great value content entertainment. And you really you really feel his journey, uh, you know, the, you know, the all aspects of his journey uh, to get to where he was at. Um, one last question before we get to the straight talk session is uh, so ultimately, you know, we always speak life into, you know, speak life and death with our tongue, but we speak life into, you know, our goals and what really we, we want to do next. So when it comes to you, what's your next step? You know, what's the next move for uh, Drew Cobb? Uh, definitely trying to play professional, bro. Um, uh, however, that route is going to go uh, and get as much, you know, the best situation possible for me and uh, keep it moving from there, bro. And whatever. No, I love I, it, man. Whatever God has planned for me after that, I'm, I'm rolling with it. 
No, and you know what? And that's the ultimate. That's what, that was the dream, you know, to get right. paid to play the game of basketball, a game that obviously that you love, that has taken you many places, that, that has uh, you know taught you many life lessons, success principles, met good people, probably lifelong friends, right? I mean, the game of basketball has done so much, and then for yeah. you to get for you to get paid to play the game of basketball, that's the ultimate dream. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. Um, and, and you know what, one thing that I love about basketball and nothing against, you know, all these other sports, um, obviously I'm very heavy on basketball is the fact that, you know, I mean, when you would take a game like football, you, you could have a great college career. If you don't make the NFL, you got what the CFL arena football. I, right. I, I don't feel I mean, just, just my take. I don't feel there's many as, as many opportunities basketball. How many countries can you play in basketball? <laughs> you right, know, right. so, you know, the, the, it's not an NBA or bus type of thing. Once again, mm -hmm. you get paid to play the game of basketball. You're winning in my book and you're extending Definitely. that career. So, and the Definitely. fact that you're, you could be a, you could be called a professional player, you yeah. know, obviously that, it, it was all worth it, uh, which, which is going to happen, man. Like I said, look, look, look forward. In fact, you know what we'll do? We'll probably bring you back on for after your first professional season. Man. <laughs> we're we're going to do that. So let's yeah. get into it, man. Straight talk session here. I'll be, we'll keep it straight talk. Drew, I mean, all of these topics, I think you're more than qualified to uh, speak on either one, because you're very familiar with it, to you live live through it and i really you know reason why i brought you on specifically is because on each of these topics um the, the, there's credibility there when it comes to the source i always tell people you got to consider the source you know uh opinions are great everybody has one but when you have someone that truly has lived it um you, it, 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 it it means more uh, right. it brings more value it brings more value and i always feel this if you could learn from someone's experience and save some time why wouldn't you? Because time is the most right. valuable commodity that we have. That has never right. changed. And right. so why not learn? So that being said, let's let, let first straight talk session topic is the JUCO route. So being that, you know, you started your uh, career at Fresno City, um, I, I know right now, more specifically um, than any other time, JUCO is being talked about, um, which because of the transfer portal, which we'll get into that topic as well. But right. once again, um, when it comes to JUCO, because uh, I know initially, a lot of people feel like if you if, if you go JUCO, it's like a step down, like you didn't make it, you know. But talk to me about your initial experience heading to a Fresno City, and just talk about your junior college experience overall. Uh, my junior college experience was um, very different than the normal JUCO route, I would say, just because of the culture at Fresno City that they had, which I I didn't know I was walking into that, by the way. I just thought I was, you know, going to, just like everybody else who, who would assume that they're going JUCO. You go JUCO and you hoop and it's just, you know, do what you got to do to get out. But over there, the way they ran things was just at a much higher level and much different in preparing people to leave. So I was like more than prepared for anything that came after Fresno City. Like, I'm not going to lie, Fresno City was one of the toughest programs that I've ever played for. No, it, it is the toughest program I've ever played for in my life. I'm not going to lie. So, mm, mm. and a lot of people don't know that. Like, they think uh, all JUCOs are just like easier, uh, like automatically, naturally, just because it's technically the lowest level of college basketball people are playing or one of the lowest levels that basketball, college basketball people are playing. Um, they, they, looked down upon it and I was guilty of it because when I went in there I, I didn't think it was going to be nothing I was just like let me go in here and hoop and then you know do what I need to do to get out I walked in there and got humbled very fast um mm. 
anybody from Fresno City could tell you, man, like you you will if you make it through that program, there's nothing else that that could touch it. Like you'll be prepared for anything, which played such a huge role in my college career. Like I'm so thankful that I went there and thankful for Coach Maddox and Coach Podesta and everybody else that was on the staff that prepared us not only for basketball, but to be men, bro. Like it was, it was a second to none program. I'm not going to lie. And I, and I hated it at first. Like nobody, anybody that comes through Fresno city is going to tell you, we hated it. Like we didn't want to play. There was a time I didn't want to play. I was ready to come home. That's how tough it was. But if you get through that, it kind of teaches you, okay, you can kind of do anything you put your mind to. So once you get out of there, it was just smooth sailing from there. I went, I remember going to Long Beach really, keeping it 100 with you I went to Long Beach in my first year and I was looking around like man this is this is low-key nothing for me like what like what this is tough practice for y'all like I'm not worried at all <laughs> seriously like that and I'm just keeping it 100 like that's no disrespect to Long Beach at all they're running things how I'm used to things being ran but comparing it to Fresno City I'd be lying if I said I wasn't in there like comfortable I was comfortable at, at Long Beach I was back to normalcy <laughs> but being that I was out of it at Fresno that I felt like I was in, I felt like I was in a camp or like military. It was tough for real, but I'm, th- I'm so thankful for it. If I had to go back and change it, I wouldn't, I'd do the same exact thing. And I, I believe everybody else at Fresno would do that because it's tough, but at the same time, it's a brotherhood and it brings you closer to the people around you. And I got lifelong relationships with the guys that I was with at Fresno city, just because of that. So I, I was, my, my experience at Juco was great. No, I love that, man. I love that. And also, that being said, it's also why Fresno City is one of the most winningest, if not the winningest uh, JUCO, you know, in, in, in California, right? I mean, exactly. It, it, so then, it, then you hear all that, and then you look at, oh, they're winning. You're like, yeah. yeah, but nobody knows why. Like, no one sees why. Like, they are the most winningest program in JUCO. So it's like, everyone sees that. I'm like, dang, how? Like, they don't have the best players, or they're kind of regular. Like, their lineup on paper doesn't look right. It doesn't. But y'all don't see how hard we had to work. Like, it was really crazy. But I could tell you stories on stories of things people would be like, are you serious? And we, <laughs> it was very normal to us. But, I like that, man. I like that. So let me ask you this. Do you feel, uh, because of the transfer portal, uh, like I said, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to literally next, that the JC uh, route will become a more uh, standard route for most, you know, especially coming out of high school? Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. I just wanted to take a moment to talk about Hardwood Palace, Northern California's premier basketball facility. Hardwood Palace has eight hardwood courts, a full-service cafe, and a reputation for reliable and quality programs. Extreme Hoops runs the largest weekly AAU tournaments in the area with a variety of competitions from all over California and Nevada. They also offer a youth league, Hardwood Hoops, which is rec level and runs four seasons a year for individuals looking to be placed on the team. Check out hardwoodpalace.com to see all they have to offer. You can follow them on Instagram at extreme underscore hoops underscore basketball or contact Steve Williams by emailing steve at hardwoodpalace.com. Get your hoops on at the Hardwood Palace. Um, um, I would say, I would say so, but not any more than normal. I would just say that's always going to be an option, but people, kids are always going to defer from it because they'd rather go and do the things that they, especially, excuse me, especially now with social media, 
nobody, everybody wants to post a commitment and all oh, I'm going here. Thank you. Thank you. And say thank and be the man everywhere they go. You know what I'm saying? It's not look cool upon to be behind the scenes or tuck off and, and prepare yourself to get to that level, you know? So it, it's going to be an ego check for a lot of kids if, if they want to go the JUCO route. Because I, mean, I had to check my ego when I walked through the door. I thought I was a man and I'm looking around like, well, I'm at, I ended up at JUCO. So what am I going to do? Like just <laughs> stop here yeah. or, or figure it out and accept where I'm at and then move on from there. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't think it'll be any, any different just because of how popular the transfer portal is now. I think kids are still going to look at JUCO the same way they did before as a, like, I don't want to go here and look down upon it. But once they get there, they're going to be like, oh, I, this is why, uh, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought, you know? Let, let me ask you this. What, what do you think are some of the advantages that uh, that going the JUCO route gives gives a player, you know, to, it's especially when it comes to the competition from going from a JUCO to a D1. Now, obviously, you just spoke so highly about Fresno City on how they prepared you, so uh, right. you might have kind of answered that within that answer. But 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 is there anything else specifically you think the JUCO route? Uh, like, like let's put it this way: if you went to Long Beach, being that you spent your time at Long Beach, if you started there initially and and, and you just omitted the Fresno City experience, uh, what what factors do you think you would have missed out on? Hmm. It's so hard to say just generally because Fresno City is not like any other <laughs> any other JUCO. But do you want me to speak in general terms or just from my experience alone? Oh, have, hey, give it to us however you want to give it to us, man. Like I said, I just want to get this, you know, from your take, the way you feel like yeah. that the JUCO provided that maybe, uh, you know, not going to a D1, you know, that you would be missing out on if you went straight to a D1. Uh, first and foremost, I would have missed out on having a, like, extremely down-to-earth, genuine, no sides, no favorite, no, very everyone's on the same playing field. I don't care who you are, how long you've been here type of coach. I don't think I would have experienced that to that to the extent that he was doing it. But, like, and he didn't care about feelings. Like, everyone was the same. Like, whether you were close with him, whether you've been there longer than me, um, did you perform? Did you not? How hard are you working? Or is this dude outworking you? It was simply whoever is working the hardest and producing is going to be on the floor in moments that I need them on the floor, period. And he was so transparent with it, bro, that it didn't, like nobody was mm. going to argue. And, and he was, uh, it was like, it wasn't a question. Like everyone knew that's what it was. It was like, well, it's very, like, just for example, in our practices, at the end of our practice, our coach would line us up on the sideline, have our coaches come uh, come out in front of us, and he'd say, "All right, coach, let's draft." Just for the just for the day, though, like who you think was the first first uh, number one pick today? It'll say for for example, Tommy. Cool, Tommy's first, and then he'll pick from one to the last person getting picked. And before the last person gets picked, he'll say, "Well." Uh, <laughs> We're all not wrong. I guess it's not just me. Like you need to get better. And now it's very transparent. And you're not <laughs> you're not hiding anything from anybody. So we all heard it. We all see it. Obviously, you aren't doing something that people want right now. So what are you mad at? You know? Wow. <laughs> and then and then on the reverse side, he would have us, he would have players do it in the beginning of practice. So in the beginning, we would go and pick our team for practice. 
and the captains will be the two best players uh, that the coaches felt were doing the best at the time. So boom, it'd be boom, Drew Tommy. And then it'd be one, two. All right, Drew, you got the first pick. Boom, same thing. Pick them, run them down. Last person, he, he would look at them, look at us and say, well, I'm not crazy. Your teammates are saying the same thing. <laughs> like, we're not hiding it. Your teammates are saying the same thing. So who are you really mad at? And sometimes kids couldn't handle it. They'll break down and they'll be like, I can't do this. I got to go, which is perfectly fine. But, I mean, I just appreciate the fact that it was so transparent. Bro. There was no hidden messages or hidden agendas. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Not saying that there are in other places. I just don't think that I would have experienced it to that extent that I did at Fresno City. Um, I would have missed out on that. Uh, I say... I would have missed out on hmm, preparing. Well, obviously the adversity that I already spoke about, I would have missed out on that completely because once I left there or anywhere else, I like to this day, anywhere I go, I'm like, shoot, if I got through that, I can do this easy. So just gotcha. little things like that. Um, no, nothing, nothing extremely like major to the ears that people would hear, but all extremely important things that as a basketball player are detrimental in your career. Either they're going to kill you or it's going to make you be able to do anything you want. I would have missed out on the things that, that are extremely important, the little things. Gotcha, man. I, I, I think really what it sounds like is that the, the Juco experience for you just proved to you that, you know, if you can get through that, you can get through anything. Uh, Easy. And, That's exactly and, and, as simple as I can put it. Yeah, and I think from a belief system, once you have that belief system in you, which is where it all starts with, and you truly have that conviction that you can get through anything, it doesn't really matter what's in front of you, you know. Um, so no, that that that, that I, I want people to hear that. This is the stuff, like I said, this is straight talk. I want to, you know, hear it from you. You know, as you know, uh, I, I didn't want, you know, I just want you to answer it how, how you experienced it, which is obviously very evident when it comes to your uh, Fresno City experience. Now let's get to this transfer portal, man. Uh, so. You know, it seems like everybody, every day I go scrolling through Instagram and everybody, you know, is uh, is hitting the transfer portal, right? You know, hey, thanks coaches, thanks, you know, but players, that being said, I'm sorry to hit the transfer portal, right? In fact, we just had, uh, what's my guy's name? Local from SAC, that he just, uh, he's, he hit the transfer portal. He just went to, uh, he was at Texas. Oh, uh, hey, uh, that's my family, uh, Devin Askew. Yeah, so he just hit the transfer portal, right? He went from yep. uh, Kentucky to Texas, right? And now he hit the right. transfer portal. So, he, so right. you got people like that hitting the transfer portal, which right. does matter. You got people like that in the transfer portal. You, you're a top recruit. You got these right. other schools where you got like a you know a, a, you know a Devin available now, right? Right. It, 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 it factors. That's a big factor there. You know, that's a, <laughs> I mean, right? Let's just be real. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. a what, what was Devin a five star? He was a four star, oh, five yeah. star. Five yeah, star. I mean, come, come on, five star. He, now he's in the portal. So let me, right. so here, if you can, and, and like I said, not that, you know, I asked you to be a specialist of this, but if you can for maybe the, maybe the listener out there that doesn't know what the heck we're talking about, can you, can you explain what the transfer portal is? As simple as you can. Uh, the transfer portal is free agency. As simple as I could put it. I mean, that's how I would look at it. I mean, it's the exact same thing as an NBA player finishing his contract or opting out of his contract and then being on a board that says you're available and people choose you simple. That's exactly Perfect. what it is. Perfect. Wait, 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 wait. We got, we got to add this in there for the people listening without any missing time, without having to sit out, which is a huge, 
huge, huge factor why the transfer portal looks how it looks right now. Correct, because as you know, that that that, that was a big negative effect or hindrance on why people wouldn't want to transfer, right? Because missing out on that time and, and what right. have you. So 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 okay. That being said, so now that we established that, by the way, I think that was a great uh, way to explain that. Uh, how do you feel the transfer portal is going to impact the next, let's say, two to four graduation graduating classes of high school? Because you know, being that what, even if you're you know, your state's player of the year, or, or even if you're just a top player in the city, you know, as you know, you know, I'm in Elk Grove, you're from Elk Grove, we play out here, even if you're the top player out here locally, or whatever it may be, how do you think this is going to affect, you know, the, the, the top players in the next two to four years, you, you know, who had that stellar high school career, that's looking to go to that top D1, uh, even D2, whatever top school, but they, they're competing against now what, three, four, I don't know how many thousands of, of top players in the, in the portal. Honestly, right. t- talk to me, how's that looking like? Uh, it's definitely going to affect them. Because I think it'll change the dynamic of what coaches, how coaches' teams are going to look. I think coaches' teams are now going to look more at instead of four-year four-year contracts, you're going to get year deals or two-year deals or three-year deals. They'll, they'll be playing more for the. I feel I feel like they'll. It's more popular to play for the now rather than the long run, in my eyes, because of how popping the transport uh, the transfer portal is. Now, that's not to say the college coaches are wrong. Because if you look at from their perspective, they got to eat too. Like they have to feed their family and they feed their family by doing their job and their job is to win games and win championships and do bring good things to whatever school they're at. So if I have a player that can get me that in one year, then, then he goes on and I figure it out from there, then I would definitely do that because maybe that school hasn't won a championship in 12 years. Maybe they haven't gone past the first round of conference uh, tournament in 10 years. Like you never know the situations that the school or that head coach is in. Maybe he's under an extreme amount of pressure. So he has to get this one year deal over the four year potential kid, you know? So no, I feel like it's definitely going to affect the high school kids just because of the college coaches have more options. Now I have the option to go one year, two year, or pick a high school kid and go four years. But if the high, if I just tell the high school kid, just chill out, go Juco, or go to this prep school, you'll be good. I'll get you after I'm done. Then they could do that too. Like it's going to, your, your options are going to be all around. I, I, I agree, man. I just want to make sure people get that. So that, that that's going to be the impact of the graduating class, you know, 2022, 23, 25, 26, right? Let's just be honest. We don't know how long this is going to go. You have a, a, a like a former five-star recruit that 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 you know, just left, just came from a season off Texas, and and that's who you're competing against essentially, right? It could be, right? It could be that because they, they're available just like the way same you, you you know you would be if if you're looking at that to go to that top college. So right. um, overall, then let me ask you this: Do you think the transfer portal is more of a positive or negative effect? Um. Huh. Um. For me, I I would be ignorant to say the transfer portal is negative because if it weren't for the transfer portal, a lot of kids would die out and you wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't reach the goals that they have for themselves and their dreams and their aspirations. You know what I'm saying? That, that transfer portal has given kids so much of a second chance at, at what they want to do because we that we're, we're human like when we're picking these schools 
we don't know exactly what we're signing up for. Everyone's just going to tell, like, they're going to, you're going to hear what you want to hear, obviously, because they want you during the recruiting process. Who's going to tell you the negative things, right? Or what could happen? They got to get you to the school. So they're going to tell you everything positive, everything that you want to hear to make you sign that paper. As soon as you sign that paper, everything could change. Sadly enough, that's how it is. What a lot of people don't get to see is a lot of these coaches be lying, bro, or, or like a lot of them will not tell the whole truth just to get you there because they got a job to do too. So it's a business. As sad as it sounds, like even though we're amateurs not playing for money or whatever, dude, this is college basketball is a business. People have agendas and things have to get done so they can put food on their family's table. We're playing, so we're trying to put food on our future family's tables. Everyone has an agenda, bro, or goal. So if you're at a certain place where just like if you're at a certain job where you thought it was this in the, in the corporate world, if somebody was in a job and they thought it was going to be this, but their boss ends up treating them like this, what are they going to do? Start looking for a new job. You know what I mean? So not, not just sit there and suffer, but I feel like kids got to know the difference between adversity, regular adversity and being mistreated. Now, I think a lot of kids are running from, from, hard work and wanting handouts and thinking it's just going to be given to them and this is how it's supposed to be off the rip no that's different that's where i think the transfer portal has kind of injured kids because it's an escape route like oh if i don't like what i what i have here then i'll just run away and do this you know what i'm saying uh so uh, it's a it's a give and take but i think it's done more good than bad um uh in my opinion um but I think it's done a good deal of, of, of bad as well, just because it's changing kids' mindsets on how to deal with things in life. Like, I don't think it's going to – I'm not even worried about basketball. I think giving them the option to, to just run away from problems so fast and quit, in my eyes, is quitting uh, in some situations, depending on what's going on. Uh, but a lot of kids are out here just quitting because they're not getting things that they want right away. You know, and that's not real life. You're not going to be able to get everything you want in your life immediately when you want it it's not on your time all the time like you gotta sit down grind and go through it and earn what you want you know i i love it man i think you honestly summarized that answer on the both positive and negative perfectly honestly you hit so many points some of y'all might have to hit rewind and listen to all that but you're right you know for some people that don't that are not too familiar before this you know a kid goes got promised everything under the sun uh and, and gets there and, and obviously and, and you know coaches do you know let's just be real here straight talk is that they don't always fulfill what they promise they don't and then they're right. stuck in that program and and, and 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 then leaving is not just you know as advantageous as it is now you know you had to sit out there's other repercussions that players would have to think about right so that, right. that you have that but at the same token like you said actually the first time you were on is that you know it, 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 you gotta take the stairs instead of the elevator i know you remember that that analogy oh yeah and, and that's a lot, oh, of times, sure. a lot of times these a lot of these kids don't do that or a lot of these players don't do that because because things didn't go their way they want to automatically transfer so that was good man honestly that was really solid on both the positives and negatives of the transfer portal but i definitely yeah. think i definitely think like the juco route and these other routes uh, you know, so we get on to our next topic, but uh, it's really going to be probably a route that a lot of these players 
it won't be as such, so much of a, uh, an ego thing anymore. Because like I said, you're not just going against the top t- talent in your class. You're going against the top talent in probably the last two or three classes because of this transfer portal. It's a totally right. different ballgame. And, and if, if players or parents don't understand that, listen to this, rewind it, listen to it again, because there's no stuttering there. Educate yourself on the transfer portal because you're going against more than just people in your in, in your class. You know, oh, definitely yeah, good. Definitely. I mean, it's, it, that's a different ballgame. Um, yeah. let's, let's get into this real quick. Let's hit up, hit up these topics here. Uh, high school AAU. Uh, just real quickly, when it comes to, like, especially for you specifically, your exposure, um, you know, uh, uh, you were able to play, on, you know, with Arsenal on the Adidas Gauntlet, uh, Soldiers EYBL, obviously you played for a great program with Joey at Sheldon. You guys had, you know, phenomenal yeah. runs there. But let me ask you this. When it comes to someone, hearing from Drew Cobb specifically, you, I mean, like I said, this is a straight talk from you. What do you feel it, it had more importance when it comes to like your exposure, you getting to that next level? Uh, Cause you know, you were offered some, you know, some D2 offers. I don't know if you went to Michigan school, but you know, out of high school, but here, right. here, what it comes down to is uh, which do you feel is more important for someone to play at that next level? And even though, don't get me wrong. Most people play both, but you know, there's a lot of, some players don't even play high school ball. They just want to go the AU route and, and so right. forth. Which one do you think was more important for you? The high school or the AU route? Yes. Oh, uh, it would have to be uh, that played a role in how things. Went yes, but yeah, 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 yeah. Not, um, not the route, but the, the role itself. Yes. I think with Sheldon, it was much different than all other high schools or typical high schools because we were out. Like we had such good scheduling, bro. Like Rawlings was so good at getting us seen. Like we were at Tarkanian, we were in the Palm Springs, we were yep. in. We were in a lot of tournaments, bro. So it it was it would be tough to say just because of how good of a job that he did. He would get us a lot of non-conference games, um, uh, pre, a lot of preseason just exhibition games. Like we we're going to MIDI all the time, uh, like and we were traveling, bro. Like we would, we weren't scared to drive down anywhere just for a game. Like we would drive down to LA for a day, play that game, and drive home. So he was good at that. Now. Yeah, no. And, yeah, no, no, no. That, that that plays a factor. Your your, your non league schedule was heavy, was tough. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of my exposure came came off of Sheldon, like a lot of mine, personally. Okay. How mine yeah. went, but yeah, that's good. Uh, for for the general, I'd say it's more important. I, I can't say one of the other is more important because they're so necessary now. I'm gonna say it's fifty fifty. Okay. Okay. Because it's very important to have a. I, I think it's very important to have a. a travel ball team that you have that has that it offers you the opportunity to receive exposure uh along with after you get that exposure like how it used to be is you play au to get people to know your name high school is when they come see you you know what i'm saying those tournaments in au you get seen right as as a, as a young guy as a young guy so a freshman going into your sophomore year play au they see you. Oh, who is this guy? All right, cool. We're not going to offer him yet, but we know who he, who he is and he's on our radar. All right, high school season comes around. All right, we're going to go check him out now. Like, we're going to go to Sheldon, watch him play. Then we're going to offer him. That's how it used to be for, for us. But now it's a little different. Like, they have so much access, they don't need to come all the way to Sheldon just to watch you play. You know, like, I'll pull up your game on YouTube right now and just watch it there. So I can offer you at the AAU tournament when I see you. So for kids now, I, I might say AAU might be a little more important than high school. I'm not going to lie. 
Mm, I like that answer, man. Let's right get to sure. yeah. Let, let, let's get to a couple more things here. Circuit AAU ball. Now you play with Arsenal and you know Adidas Gauntlet, the Soldiers uh, with the EYBL. Now, now, yep. now, now, this is going to be a very, very specific question. Now, listen carefully. At what age, though? Because I think this is important because I've had this conversation, oh, my gosh, with so many people. Uh, but And I want to hear it from, you know, from, from the people who've done it before, you know. As you know, I've, I've been blessed, you know, with you, the likes of, you know, other players, Josh, G. Mill, you know, Elijah. I'm a whole bunch of y'all, you know, uh, uh, Zach came on, you know, to kind of tell me your guys' you know, route. Let me ask you this. At what age or actually, you know, what grade, do you feel that it is critical, like non-negotiable, uh, that that you play on in a circuit? If, if you even feel a circuit's necessary, but, if, but, but 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 at what age though, if that makes sense, you know? Because you see all these guys. I'm not knocking these organizations, great organizations, but they start, you know, even as a freshman, you know, they have you know they have high school, they start, but you know, because I have what I feel is based off which the information I got from you guys and your guys' testimony. But I want to hear from you, like, what age do you feel like? You know what? Hey, this is the age. Where if you drop yeah, that, you know, th- thirty yeah. and ten, you're really gonna get you're, you know you're really gonna get noticed instead of just oh, yeah, hey that kid's thirty ten. At what age? What grade? Well, it's all- hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. Are you sick and tired of that heart sinking feeling every time you get your electricity bill? Do you wish there was some way to join in the revolution of solar power without leaving your wallet begging for mercy? Luckily for you, there's a way to achieve both. At Sunray Solar, we're here to use our unrivaled expertise and high-quality equipment to deliver beyond your expectations. We pride ourselves on keeping up to date with the latest global innovations, guaranteeing long-lasting performance, reliability, and seamless integration with your home. Solar energy just doesn't save the planet. It saves you from that heart-sinking feeling of increasing utility rates year to year. So what are you waiting for? Start putting your money back in your pocket today. Reach out to Daniel today and find out how to cut your electricity bill in half. Mention Straight Talk with Strahan and receive a $500 cash rebate. Call Daniel with Sunray Solar at 872-238-9319 or email him at daniel at sunrays.solar or message him on IG at SolarDan1. Power your home with the Sun's Rays today. It's going to be as young as possible, obviously, but realistically, uh, I would say the perfect age to be on a circuit team, if you can, would be sophomore summer going into your junior year. Same at here. The, at, That's at my answer. For me. Drew, I say that all the time. But Listen, just, I, I was hoping you would yeah. say that. I'll be honest with you and, you. and you know I didn't coach you on this. I didn't know this. I was hoping you would say that. Right. Expand right. on that a little bit. Uh, just because it gives you some time. It gives you a little cushion. Like, okay. Because it's obviously a different level of, of basketball pe- players who are in there. So it's kind of – and it prepares you for college. I'm not going to lie. It's tough. Um, but if you were to go in there sophomore summer uh, and have that summer to get adjusted to the circuit and also have your name linked with a team on the circuit so they know where to find you, you're a familiar face, boom, you come back, you play solid. And, and you could even say you played bad. Okay, cool but they know who you are. Like we're on this, we're, you're on radar right now. Like if you're on a hot team, uh, then you're on radar. You come back next summer, saw a uh, junior year going into your senior year and you're killing. So it's not a, it's not news like, Oh, who is this? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? No, we already, we knew he's been here, but now he just developed his game. We've seen him improve so much. Boom. And then going into your senior year, you're chilling. 
Like you have options, you have people on you, you're buzzing a little bit and you're cool. Rather than you go your junior year and you're trying to get adjusted to how they play over there and everything, it's just less timing. I think I think that cushion it, is extremely beneficial to people. No, I, I, I love it because let's just be honest. I think, and, and correct me if you feel, if you don't agree with this, but I think sophomore and junior year of AAU ball is the two critical years because senior year, I mean, it is what it is at that point. Let's just be honest right. for, for, for that right. summer. So do you agree with that? Uh, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. Um, okay. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's all, I wouldn't say that's all you can do. That's all it's good. That's the only way it's going to work. I would just say the most ideal, easiest, most beneficial route for a kid, I feel like would be that. Now they can definitely figure it out a different way. Like this, not knocking. If you were to start your junior uh, your junior summer going into your senior year. That's not knocking that at all. I've seen people even – I've seen people play AU after their senior year. You, Me you too. heard of that? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we had Myron oh, there's Amy. Different, there's different avenues, but the, the but most <laughs> less stressful avenue that I would say would be join your earliest possible sophomore summer going into your junior No, No, trust me. I've had Myron Amy, who obviously got offered at San Jose State, you know, after the fact there is prep year at Scotland, and we've had all these different, you know, testimonies, different stories. Yeah. To be honest with you, Drew, straight talk here, and I really – what I was really trying to figure out is for the people that start these kids so young, traveling, all this other stuff. I'm, I'm thinking, like, oh. you could bust someone – you could bust someone up from freshman year. I don't think, you know, Coach K – well, obviously he retired, but Coach Cal is going to be knocking at your door. You bust someone up freshman year. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I was trying to get, get to because it sounds like from all you – young fellows that, you know, have had great careers, none of you guys really hit the scene really early and really tough freshman year on the circuit. None of you guys really oh, did. yeah, for sure. It, my, it, fresh, it, my freshman year, uh, my freshman year going into my sophomore year, I was playing with uh, one of our coaches at Sheldon uh, had an AAU team for us. I was just hooking with them. That wasn't nothing like I, I was still trying to figure out the AAU scene out. Who'd you play with? You, you play for Coach Rob? Did you play for yeah. Coach Rob? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured you played for Coach, Coach Rob. Rob. Yeah. So. Hey, you, yeah. Hey, you know, not to cut you off, you know what's crazy is I want to ask you this, too, from a competition standpoint. I think you're going to have a, a, a different answer for this one. Do you feel that playing with teams outside of your area, the level of competition outside of, of the local area was that much more significant? Because Amir Brennan, who, <laughs> as you know, uh, uh, you know, he just let it out. He was on my pod what, a couple weeks ago. He felt his he felt locally his his best competition was even locally. He said, you know, uh, I'm probably gonna butcher his name. Andres Soyakovic, Page's son, was actually the toughest yeah. player he's had to play. Not not uh-huh. a bad player who just picked up like six seven offers over the weekend, right? Which is crazy. Right. But but how, how do you feel uh, the competition outside a local area was it that much more significant, that much better than it was what you got locally? Uh, it's just um. Cause we have a lot of, we got some boys in sex. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough answer. I would say, I would say the competition outside of sack was better because the people in the, the people in sack, we were all leaving. So it was like, if I were to stay and everybody else is gone, who am I playing? You know? Yeah. So yeah. If, now, now to say if everybody stayed, if everybody just stayed in second, we all were on AU teams in Sacramento. Oh, it, I wouldn't. We wouldn't have to go nowhere because we we got talent here, brother. Like, there's a lot of talent. Like if you look back, there's a lot of talent who's came through here. Now, for we for we all feel like we need to leave for exposure purposes, but the talent here is, is 
significant. But during my se- during my sessions, bro, I definitely felt like I had to uh, go out and uh, see some some people outside of Sacramento to get uh, just di- not even better competition, just different, just different people, different styles of play, different attitudes, people playing different with different grit. You know what I mean? You go to Oakland, you're playing different types of guard. You know, playing with Arsenal, I was playing with dogs. So, I mean, I was, I was my Arsenal team was Elijah Hardy, Nassim Gaskin, Timmy Falls, um, and uh, James Aquino. So oh yeah, that was tough. My team. Yes, yeah, sir. Oh, and and me and James, we me and James were coming off the bench just to just to give Oof. you perspective Oof. of how it is now. <laughs> so, hey, two two more two more. Let's wrap up here, brother. So, uh, no, for you know, knowing what you know now. Uh, what what's the number one thing that you think that players and parents should be looking for in the AAU organization specifically? Uh, fit. I would say fit is the most important. Fit for sure. Just because, I mean, you can be on the best AAU team in the world just to say you're on the circuit. You're not playing, bro. It's you're wasting your time. You know. So fit and opportunity, and don't get caught up in. Gotcha. Don't get caught up in wanting to play for a team just because your Instagram pictures will look cool. <laughs> I like it, man. Hey, l- let me get this last one in there, actually. One last one, uh, especially yeah. since, you know, you, you've always evolved when it comes to your journey. You got, you know, it's been some time since we talked to you last time. It, it, right now, what would be the number one advice you have for anybody in high school looking to take it to the next level? What would be your number one advice to that high school basketball player right now? Um... You're not going to get nowhere without working hard, first of all. Uh, if you think things are just going to be handed to you, you have it messed up for sure. You should probably play or do something else. Um, and I would say don't get caught up in the 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 social aspect of this game right now and how it's talked about all over the Internet. I'll say keep things grounded and keep a good circle around you and you need to be around the right people. If you really plan on going to a, a higher level, all, all the people around you need to be on the same thing. So just stay That's grounded, good. bro, and keep a keep a good circle around you. Keep your head down, work hard, and have faith in you. You should be fine. Something's going to work out. I appreciate you, man. Listen, we're going to have you back on after you sign that. I mean, I, it's just a matter of time before, I, before you find uh, that, before you sign that first, uh, professional contract we'll have you back after 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 season one man but like yeah. i said man I, I appreciate you once again for being on the pod if you ain't following already you can follow uh drew on the gram at drew cobby cobb d-r-e-e-w-c-o-b-b-y-c-o-b-b drew cobby cobb on instagram just want to thank you guys for joining me for another uh, episode of straight talk with straight hand continue having a blessed day guys god bless thanks for tuning in to another straight talk with straight hand podcast and if you haven't done so already click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on instagram at strayhand s-t-r-a-y-h-a-n-d and we will catch you on the next episode